Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Sydney Kaler, and I'm a senior, and I'm in PF, and I'm the secretary. And uh, I will be talking a little bit about service in PF. Um, the quote of our work tour of 2016 was, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others by Gandhi. And service is truly what PF is about. I didn't know that at first. When I was just a freshman, Colleen Kirby, the devotional officer with Hannah, um, Colleen and I had gym swim together. And I told her I saw cool pictures from some canoe trip to the Boundary Waters in Minnesota. And she goes, what? That's my church group. That's PF. And invited Bridget Shannon and I to our first meeting, the one right after fall retreat of 2014. And it was speed dating. And the amount of people shoved into the sign room, smiling and reminiscing about what a great trip they just went on and sharing memories. And they kept talking about it. And I didn't know what, like, big deal was and it was confusing as to why everyone was still not over a trip that happened a week ago but I would soon come to understand that fall retreat isn't just a trip to the sand dunes and work tour isn't just a mission trip that no one ever sleeps on it's all about service and by losing yourself in the service of others I'm not speaking about all the people that we met at the Arc in Baton Rouge or the people that we served at some on freshman work tour in uh, in DC. I'm also talking about everyone involved in PF too. I've met my best friends in this group and they did not hesitate to help me through any difficult times that I've had and I've had a lot over the past four years and it's because er, and they did not hesitate to lend me a hand either and it's because of what we do in PF and what PF stands for. I definitely would not be the same person if I was not involved in this for the last four years. The work I've done and the people I've met and the memories I've made have all helped me find myself, which can be a hard thing to do as a high schooler. You're lost and you can get caught in a crowd and sometimes you feel lonely, but I've never felt lonely at 7 p.m. in the youth room or on Lake Grace in the middle of the Boundary Waters playing cards with seven people in a tiny tent or when you're singing your heart out in a church filled with strangers and PFers, but somehow it still feels like you've known each other forever in a church in Mississippi. Over the past four years, I've grown a lot as a person, and it's because of this group. I've been able to open my heart and converse with people I would have never talked to if it wasn't for PF. I immersed myself in service and giving, and that's when I felt the happiest. Giving to others brings out the best in you, and it definitely brought out the best in me. And when you get 70-plus kids together, and we all experience the same feeling and the same grace, and we share stories about the work and how people made us feel. It's an indescribable feeling. And that's why it's so hard to answer the frequently asked question that so many parents have. What did you really do on work tour? Because we did too much. Also, because we're really tired. Mostly because we just spent a week finding ourselves and giving to others. That's what's so rewarding about this is you give so much love and so much compassion and help to others, and you help everyone else that's in the group that you already know. And even after you've given, it seems like everything, you still come back with your heart much fuller than what it was before. And that's all because of this amazing group and what it has to offer. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Cameron McLean. I'm the youngest of four children. Both of my parents are in the choir here at church. I'm a junior at LT, and I've been attending this church for longer than I can even remember. 
I was baptized in this very sanctuary, studied the Bible in the book building next door, and got confirmed here in eighth grade. I was never particularly fond of going to church, though. When my siblings and I were younger, we would always drown out the service with our games of tic-tac-toe and the red greeting books, and then we were called up to first steps. It's what church always was to me, the place that I'd have to dress up nice for and attend every Sunday morning with my family, but I never liked going. I always dreaded Sunday school because my mom would always be the last one to pick her kid up, and I would always be held captive as someone would explain to me that I wasn't allowed to leave without an adult. Why? <laughs> I knew this church like the back of my hand. I mean, I was always here anyways, for violin lessons or getting dragged along to my parents' choir practices, my own choir practices, or rehearsals for the church cantatas. I was always here. Church was fun when it was playing outside on the playground or inside in the elevators, but the whole service and Sunday school thing, not so much. The only reason I tolerated going to church was because I got to go to the kids' choir. But around fourth grade, choir stopped being fun, so I quit. But fourth grade is when they give out the Bibles, so I had to go to church for Bible study. After Bible study was over, I didn't go to church for about a year. Finally, my mom bribed me to go to church. She'd say I didn't have to go to Sunday school and I could just help out in the nursery instead. That was way more appealing. I was only 11, so I wasn't babysitting yet, so this was really my only chance to play with babies. So I did that for about a year, going to church on the occasional Sunday when my mom would talk me into it, then, strutting then heading straight for the nursery. Then in 2013, my oldest sister, Taryn, started working in the nursery. So since she went every Sunday, so did I. I did this until she went away to college, and then I got the job working in the nursery, and I've been there ever since. I'm official. I even have a name tag that says church staff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't realize it at the time, but getting dragged to church every Sunday helped shape me into the person I am today. I started studying music in the children's choir, and now I'm looking into doing that for a living. I helped out in the nursery to escape Sunday school, and now it's my favorite job. I'm at that stage in life where I'm beginning to make my own choices, and they're going to start to matter soon. Church used to be that place that I was forced to go to every Sunday, but now I come here by choice. I go to church because every week I get to be part of such a wonderful community that actually cares about everyone in it. Peter Krolov at Kircher talked at church a couple of weeks ago. He said that his parents would ask him and his siblings every night where they saw God that day. After that, my mom decided to make a group text, including my sisters and me, saying where we saw God that day. Both of my sisters are away at college, so this helps us keep in touch. Sometimes we say little things, like someone giving us free coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, but sometimes it's things like what I've seen at church. About two weeks ago, my coworker Kathy Janoni was really sick and wasn't able to make it into the nursery or at Moms and Faith. When she came back, every single parent that came and picked their child up from the nursery asked how she was doing and if she was feeling better. I was just amazed that everyone remembered to ask. That same day, I was able to make it upstairs after the second service and socialize in Plymouth Hall. I rarely get to do this, so I was surprised when everyone was talking to me and was asking about my upcoming performances, and they were genuinely interested in what I was up to and what I planned to do in the future. But it's not only the adults that amaze me. On Martin Luther King Day, I was babysitting for the Pershies and the Alettos in the youth room. For most of the morning, the kids were split up into two groups, the older kids and the younger kids. The youngest of them all, Lucy Aletto, who's about three years old, was upset because she felt like the two girls directly older than her weren't listening to her. 
She just didn't feel heard. To make up for it, one of the girls, Genevieve Percy, gave Lucy a piggyback ride, and, she was and Lucy was having fun again. Uh, but then Genevieve fell, so, so did Lucy. Lucy didn't fall hard or anything like that. It was just very sudden and shocking, so she began to cry. I tried to console her, but she just kept asking for her mom. But when her older brother Sam heard her crying, he immediately rushed over and started taking care of her. He asked if she needed anything and then invited her over to watch a video with him. She calmed down and then stopped crying. Feeling you, like you don't have a say, the big kid's not really listening to your ideas, finally being included, but then getting hurt with the whole thing ending in tears, the whole scenario was so familiar. <laughs> then to top it off, having a big brother rushing in to make it all better, and these kids had me reliving my childhood. <laughs> I tried hiding it, but I started crying. Sam reminded me so much of my big brother and how he would protect me from my big sisters when they got mean. <laughs> my brother isn't home right now, and he won't be for several months, but seeing Sam care for his baby sister made me realize how much I miss my own brother. Sam showed me the biggest act of God I've seen yet. He brought my brother back to me. So, I've learned that God isn't just at church on Sundays, but everywhere. From something little like getting free coffee at Dunkin' Donuts to something big like what Sam did for Lucy. God is all around us if we pay attention.